Torah says, Bechipazoin Yotzasa Meyeret Mitzrayim That Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim in a hurry. She is throw, but Mitzrayim Hoyim Shikom Kvar Bemem Teshari the Yidin were in the Memtashari Tumah. The Imha Yunoyflu Mishara Nun, if we would have hit that 50th Shar of Tumah, Hoy Avudim Chasushalom. The Alkin Hoy Sitius Mitzrayim Bechipazin. That's what the Svarmak Deshim explained the Pasuk. That is why Sitius Mitzrayim happened, Bechipazin rushed. Beglau Hasakana, because of the Sakana, the danger, Shein Yisharu Oizman Ma, Shalipu Chasushalom Lishar Nun. So he brought down the Pasuk and the Torah, the Chippazah, and we got out quickly. The Svar Maktashim say, why did we go out quickly? Because we were, re- were about to go fall into the Sharnun, and that would have been disaster. Now the Nesiv Shalom is. Ochein yesh lehis amek. We have to think deep. Madua omnam siva v'kodesh baruchu, kach, she yish'ara v'mitzrayim ad harego achrein. Umadua loy hoitziom k'tas koidum l'chein, l'fnei sheshoku v'mem t'sharitumah, v'hoyu v'sakhanah sabadum. Hashem like woke up and said, oh my God. I don't know if God actually says, oh my God. What does he say? They're about to fall to the Nun Shari Tumah. So the Nesiv Shalom is saying, okay, so why don't you start a little earlier? Wake up a little earlier. When, when they were on the Mem Vav Shari Tumah, or the Mem Zayin, or the Mem Ches, and you'll have more time. Instead, Hashem like wakes up the last minute, right? Oh, I got to get them out of here quickly before they fall. A simple question, right? Simple question. Uvira Adavar Hu Alderech Moshel. He says, I'm going to explain Alderech Moshel. Legarin Hazera, the seeds, Shezeir Ba'adama, that you plant in the ground. Shezeir Atzmicha, what is the order of the, of the growth? Shezeir Misurakif Agarin Kuloi, Ashley Mishar Boi Ki'im Kusto Dechiyusa. First, the seed, if anybody had this in like fourth grade, right, you have an experiment, you put the seeds in, and what happens to the seeds? It doesn't just start growing. First, it starts to get, ugh decomposing, and it gets ruined and disgusting. And all that's left, it's about to die, all that's left is a kusta de chiyusa, a kernel of life. Okay, remember those words. Spark of life, correct. Only afterwards, when it's almost dead, and it's only a drop of spark of life in it, then it starts to grow. Why? You can't have a new growth only if beforehand you have emptiness and it's finished. Because as long as the old is not destroyed, is not mirkad, is not spoiled, you can't have a new beginning. On the other hand, in Right? If it gets a drop more, and even the kusta de chiyusa, the spark of life is also gone, kam kein loiti tomach, loiti tochin hatzmicha. Also, you can't have growth. Kach, it comes out. Shezman hatzmicha hamuchudeshes. A time for new growth. Hu kasher hagarin nimtza bein haheder vahakiyum. When the seed is found, mamish between non-existence and existence. Tahainu, shekuloi mirkav etzingantin fashimult. Milvada kusa dechiyusa, except for the spark of life. Here, ke'ein zehoya hamatzav shal yisrael b'mitzrayim. Shekvar hoyu mushukoyim b'memte shari tuma b'bechinat heder. They were basically their old existence was almost entirely finished. Milvad oisa kusa dechiyusa, just the actual spark of life within them. Shenish arabahem that remained intact in them. Shloi nichnesu b'sharanun. 
Ve'oz, and then, Be'ino heder lehakiyum, mamash between death and life, between destruction and sustenance. Hoyazman Smichosam Amukhodeshes was the time that they can grow from new Boy Hoysiyam Akadosh Baruchumi Mitzrayim, the Noilid Am Chodosh. They weren't a continuation of the old. They were a new nation, Ho'amanifchal Hashem, the nation that was chosen to Hashem. It wasn't an accident that Hashem waited to the last minute and then said, OMG, I gotta get them out of here before they fall. No, he needed to wait until they were about almost gone, because that's how you create a new start. He couldn't bring them out earlier. But not, he couldn't miss the boat either. He needed to have the spark of life that from that they could get redeemed and be rebuilt. What is this called in our lingo? This whole previous life is, is gone. And he's just, that drop to work with is still there. And that's when he can start again and become a new person. Rock bottom. This is what we call when a person reaches rock bottom. If a person is not so bad, he can stay, he can get better. But he's not a new person. When a person hits rock bottom, right, guys who drug addicts, a lot of times they say, oh, you know, when the drug, drug addict has nothing left. All he has left is that kusta techiyusa. If that spark of life is gone, he can never rebuild himself. But that spark of, of life in a person is never gone. And that spark is there, but everything else is destroyed. Everything else is destroyed. That person has a myla that he can have a rebirth. And his rebirth can be a completely new person. He's not the same struggling guy. He learned what, what bad really is, and what taiva really brings you, and what drugs really does to you. A guy who does drugs once a week, or once every other week, is never going to become new. A guy who is completely trashed, and he ruins his whole life, and he has so much pain, and nothing is left just besides his core. That guy, if, if and when he rebuilds, he's fresh. And he can build a, a brand new life that's not connected to anything before. And that's what he's saying. That Klal Yisrael had to reach where there was nothing left from the connection of Mitzrayim. Because their way of thinking in Mitzrayim, in Golos, was wrong. Right? If we get redeemed, and, and, our, and, and it comes with us, when Mashiach comes, our krumah, broken, crooked way of thinking is very bad. Because our minds are twisted. We have to be straightened out. So Hashem wanted them to be completely gone, except for this kustu d'chiyusa that never gets destroyed. Okay, what is that kusta dechiyusa in every one of us? That's what he's going to talk about next. But whatever it is, just like the seeds, that part that can't get destroyed because then you're gone forever. And right then, Hashem said, perfect. Now, bechi puzzling, grab him, guys. Quickly, schlep him out of Mitzrayim, real quick. It needed to be done that way. Let's just chazer over quickly. It says in the Torah, bechi puzzling, it says in the Hashem took us out quickly. The Svarim explain, the Holy Svarim say, why did we have to go out quickly? Because... If Hashem wouldn't have taken us out, we would have fallen the next second into Sharnun. Okay, good. So Hashem knew that was coming. Why'd you wait so long? Why wake up so late? And he answers the muscle of the seeds. That just like the seeds, in order to grow, it doesn't just start growing. You have to first reach rock bottom and then rebuild. So to Hashem specifically waited until they fell to the lowest level 
in order to make them an Am Chodesh, a brand new person, a brand new Bria, a new nation. The Indian Akusa de Chiusa, Shahayu Yisrael in the Triumph. Yesh levar alpi devreim kohen levracha. Shebetschusa emuna negalu. Everybody knows that Chazal say we were redeemed in the schus of emuna. Dahainu she yisrael b'mitzrayim hoi mishukam b'mem tasharitumah. We were drowning up to our our eyeballs in tumah. Lehayu lehem achilik kedusha meuma cloud. We had no chilik in kedusha anymore. Not only we had no chilik in in, in the shari kedusha, even in the tumah we were going down, down, down. Rak, we had one thing left. Shayrish Ha Nisharbahem. The root of our emuna, of our belief, our trust, our faith. Emuna is a indestructible koyach that is in every single one of us. Shehi Bishayrish Nishmas Yisrael, Shem Khelek Hashem Amoy, Ubuchinasoy, Yoredas Ad Bhinas Tahtoina Shebanevish Adam. This is something that goes all the way down. No matter where you end up, no matter whatever it is you do, no matter how far away from Yiddishkeit you go, bottom line, you put that pistol in that guy's mouth and he's screaming Shema Yisrael. Bottom line, when it comes down to it, that's a, a, a power in us. Emunah is a power that can never get destroyed. A person can go off the derech for years and he comes back and he's searching because that spark in him can never be destroyed. It's an indestructible kayach, b'shoyrish nishmas Israel in the shoyrish, in the root of every neshama, that we are chelak Hashem Amal, we know it, we were by Sinai, it's ingrained inside of us. It's ingrained so deep, that no matter how deep you go with Tumah, you can never erase that, that's ingrained in you. That's why we say, In other words, Our nefesh, has a foundation in the Shoyu Shoyamunova Emes Adkan, that's what the Chesel Avram says. Umitamze, that is why. Askeshi Yehudi Nimtso Bematsova Mashfelum Biyoyser, Umashuka Bememte Sharitumo, even if a Jew falls to the lowest levels and he's in the Memte Sharitumo, Gam Oz Chai Bekayim Koyech Amuna Bepnimi Oisnafshoy, even then. It's alive and well. It's 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 fine. It's pure. It's whole. That koyach of emuna deep inside your soul. Shezubichinas kustu dechiusa. That is your spark of life. Ashemimenu tchilas tzmicha mechudeshes. Those who are in kiruv, we know, dealing with kids going off to derech or whatever it is, we don't have to create that he should believe in Hashem. The emuna is there. It's just covered up. It's covered up with so much pain and so much schmutz, and so much confusion, and so much addiction, that we just need to remove those things away, and let it, let it shine. Nesiv Shalom says many times, that even if you think that you don't have emunah, you should know it's like the sun on a really super cloudy day. Even if it's pitch black, sometimes you have those storms where it's so black, doesn't mean that the sun is not there. It's just blocked by darkness. Sometimes in our lives we get so dark, so full of darkness and confusion and sin and pain. And therefore we think we don't have Emunah. Really Hashem, did, did, did Kabbalah Satayra really happen? Did God really give us Satayra? Is He really interested? Is it really Averis? But that's only because of cloudiness. When the weather is beautiful and we think clear, that Emunah is in us and it can never go anywhere. 
So he's bringing out from all of this that when a Jew is in the worst place, think about the worst place you've ever been in your life. Even so, you did not taint, you did not destroy any of your koyach that is inside of your soul. It's still alive and well. If it was destroyed, then you can never ever tap into it. You would have to rebuild it. How come it comes at a certain time? You go to the Kaisal or it's Tishabav or it's Yom Kippur. Everybody gets inspired. What's getting inspired if you damaged your, your emuna, If you damaged your inside Kosa the Chiyusa, you, how do you get inspired? The Terence says, of course it's whole. Of course inside, really, we believe 100% in God. And we believe 100% that we are the chosen people. And we believe that He wants us to do Tarek Mitzvahs. We don't have, we don't have real questions. It's just that it gets covered up. We're going to learn now one of my most favorite pieces of Nesiv Shalom. It's gorgeous what he does with the Torah, with the Psukim. But the practical message that he's going to teach us is unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is the Mara HaGadol. HaKadosh Baruch who showed Moshe Rabbeinu Bereshish Shlichusai. Moshe Rabbeinu before he was Moshe Rabbeinu, it was just Moshe. He, he was a special guy. But God never told him that he's going to leave Father Israel. So what happened? What was the story? We all know. The Malach Hashem showed himself through the, the Eish in the Sne. There was a burning bush. A Yar, Moshe Rabbeinu sees. This is really weird. The Sne is burning. You look at a, 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 a bush, and you see it's on fire, but but the leaves are not getting consumed. Moshe says to himself, Let me go see what's going on with this incredible vision. Why aren't the leaves burning? And Hashem sees that he's turning to see this vision. love. And Hashem speaks to him. And then Hashem says, Take off your shoes from your feet. Was buried a hidden message of the entire Shlichus of Moshe Rabbeinu. Think about it. Hashem, if you wanted to get Moshe Rabbeinu's attention, he could have done a lot of different things. He could have had like um, big, huge rocks, like juggled, being juggled, eight of them. Moshe Rabbeinu would go, whoa, cool. He could have had like an elephant flipping around in circles. Why Dafka did Hashem choose to get his, his, his attention by showing him a bush consumed by fire and the leaves don't get burnt? And Moshe Rabbeinu says, wow. The answer is because that was part of the message. He showed him the Sneboyer Ba'esh. What does it mean? That there's a fire of Tumah that is around, it's leaping. What is it called when a fire like leaps at you? Leaping and destroying Klal Yisrael. But still, Avala Sneh, Einenu Uko. She'enu Nisrafen Lagamri. Elu Noisara Bohen Adayin Kusudichiyusa. But still, even though they're living in the clubs, and in the filth, and in the Tumah, and in the internet, and everything, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, wow! But they're still, their core, their core is intact. 
And he looks at this and he says, Asura Nova Ere, let me look and, 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 and see this incredible vision. If they are dwelling in such Tumah, how is it possible? How many times you look at somebody and you see he's mamish the worst, 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 doing all the averes. He's not religious and he's doing smoking on Shabbos and going to clubs and he's everything, right? And then all of a sudden, like you know, a year later, you find that he's in Asia Terrace somewhere learning, and you say, "What? Well, one second, Madua lo yivar hasneh." How does that happen with all the tumah that we go through? That that there's still that that perfectly intact. You know what it is? It's the black box. You know, every plane has the black box that never gets destroyed. That's what the kusta de chiusa is. We have a black box inside of us that no matter what you do with tumma, it can never get destroyed. That's the emuna inside of you. That's called the pintalayid that's inside of you. That's your shayrish nishmas Yisrael that can never get destroyed. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, wow, look at this Klal Yisrael. Okay, you want to go into Lakewood and open up in BMG and go to Eretz Yisrael to B'nai Brak and you see the Olam Atayra. Beautiful. Go to a club Right on a Friday night, open the door and see who knows what doing who knows who, and then afterwards see the guy fasting on Yom Kippur, and you say, "Wow, Why, why isn't it gone? Why didn't the fire of Tuma eat this guy up? He should be gone forever." And that's what happened later on. Moshe Rabbeinu said, "Listen, Hashem, I hear from you. You prove to me that I'm the Shliach." And, and you want to rescue them. Time for redemption has come. But they're not going to believe me because they didn't see the snap. Pirish, what was Pshat? It's not Shaykh that they're going to believe because they're on such a low level. said, I can't rescue them, Hashem, because I'm watching them dancing in the clubs. That's what they were doing with the shikses. They used to go dance and drink with them. And then they got worse. They stopped doing that. But originally, they were in the theaters. They were completely affected by the Tumah. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem, I think it's too late. You want me to rescue them now? I think we missed the boat. I think their kustu de chiyusa, their spark of life, is gone also. And how are they going to get redeemed, rescued, if that's gone? Ba'azei Yeshiva HaKadosh Baruch Hashem tells them Moshe Rabbeinu, Shal nolecha take off your shoes off your feet, the zach that you're stelling zechavek of the zach, you're being oimid on Kalal Yisrael, you're talking about if you're stelling avek on the Indian, you want to sit and discuss an Indian of Kalal Yisrael, it's Admas Kodesh, she is in Darkus Kodesh Kadoshim. the Yehudi, listen to these words, the Yehudi and Aid, Afim who Meshukah B'mem Teshari he still has that Koyach Amunavir, as Chal Yisrael has seen over and over again. Famous story on Yom Kippur, they took a town and they put them all in the, in the Bismarck, men, women, and children. And they can imagine on Yom Kippur what they felt like. They knew that the Nazis can just lock down the doors, set it on fire, and kill all of them. All of a sudden, the door opened up and the Nazis came in with this hoodlum. There was a Jewish guy who was uh, not religious at all. Before the Nazis came, he was like the, the mafia. 
the Jewish mafia. He would go over to people and terrorize them and take money from them. You know, he'd go to the storekeepers and say, listen, you better pay me $500 a week for protection. Otherwise, it's a bad neighborhood. Something might happen to your windows. And if you don't pay, then that night he busted your windows. And, and you know, ma- a real mafia guy, a real loser, a real horrible guy, a Jewish guy who was not religious at all. He hated the from people. And he used to terrorize the from people. And when the Nazis came, he right away was an informant. He was like a Besser guy, you know, Besser Yid. He was an informant, and he used to go in and torture, and just the, the, hearing his name, the Jews would shudder. And all of a sudden, on Yom Kippur, all the Jews, men, women, and children, are gathered in the shul. The Nazis open the door, they walk in, and they have this guy. And they force him to take out a Sefer Torah out of the Aron Kodesh. They open up the Sefer Torah on the floor, and they tell him to relieve himself on the Sefer Torah. Get it? He says... No. They took out a gun, took out a pistol. It's documented. He took out a pistol. They said, we're going to kill you. He ripped open his shirt. He said, kill me. They shot him in the stomach. He died on the Sefer Torah. The Nazis laughed and left. And the Rabbanim, people in the town said that even though such a person you never bury in a Jewish cemetery, but he died on Kiddush Hashem, they buried him together with the Sefer Torah. That was, the Sefer Torah was ruined from his blood. They wrapped him in the Sefer Torah and they buried him in the Jewish cemetery. And they also said that it could be that the Nazis would have burnt down the whole, the whole town in the shul. But maybe in his schus, that he did such a thing, to die the Hashem, maybe that was the schus that saved them. But you see over here, this concept, that a person can live his whole life thinking that he has no amuna, he doesn't believe in God, he was terrorizing Jewish people. He, 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 did, he didn't do anything his whole life. Push comes to shove, he died al Hashem. And it's not the only story like that. Many people, push comes to shove, they, they, it could be that they don't keep Shabbos, and they're struggling with Kashros. Bottom line is, a guy comes with a, with a gun, and he'll say, kill me. And we don't know who's going to be the one to say it first. A lot of times it'll surprise you. Because sometimes a person, even if, even if he's so bad, but that inside, that bren, that burn that he has, that he's a real Yid, can come out in, in the craziest times. And throughout Claudius Searle's history, it's happened many times like this. That's what he's saying. You still have that. You gotta believe that you believe. Even if you feel, no, 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 my Amuna is missing something. I'm not a true believer. Why, why am I not a true believer? Because if I believed, I w- why am I doing all these Averis? Why am I breaking Shabbos? Must be I don't really believe. He says, no. Even if you think that your Amuna is not whole, Yamin you should believe. That deep down, you are a Maimon. Ella, like I told you before, the Mashal, It's just the clouds that are blocking the earth, the light of your Amuna. It's very important. We can live a different life knowing that no matter what I'm doing, I'm struggling with Averis and struggling to do mitzvahs. That's the struggle. Fine. Bottom line is, I have to believe that I am a believer. Ani mamen. I, what am I? I believe. You must believe that you believe. And if you're confused and you ever think you don't believe, you should know, that's just confusion. Really, you do believe. And nothing can change that. Nothing can take that away from you. Why? This is ingrained in you. 
Yehudi may avos avosenu. It's ingrained in every single Jew from our forefathers. They gave up so much. Think about it. If any one of our grandparents would have gone on to Derek, we wouldn't be here today. So who we are today with our struggles, right? But we are generations upon generations of Yidin that did not give up on Yiddishkeit. It means through everything. Through the through the Beis Through being enslaved. Through every Golos, through the kings, through the Avaidazaras, through the Spanish Inquisition, through the Holocaust, through everything. There was always one of our ancestors that had a choice to make under crazy circumstances, and he kept it. That's who we are, that's what we're representing. And it's Mushush. Whether you're thinking of Fiddler on the Roof, or you're thinking of some black and white movie, imagine what your great great grandpappy was like, living in some, what, what, like a bungalow, right? Not worse than Calvin's, but. You know, like a bungalow on a dirt floor, being with the czar and all these stories that they were persecuted and they had to pick up their stuff and move from town to town, and then people died and people were killed with tremendous mysteries. That was your grandfather. It had to be. If your great 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 grandfather dropped out, you wouldn't even know you're a Jew. So it's mushrish. It's true that we were born into a crazy world, but we're coming in with dozens of generations behind us that ingrained in us emuna. Like Hashem told Moshe, Bonai, my children, Maminim b'nei Maminim him. They're children, the children of, of Maminim. They're Maminim b'nei Maminim. Shana is that you're not just starting off on, uh, I'm starting today a new thing. You have the backbone of hundreds of years, of thousands of years. That was why Hashem chose this They can be redeemed because their internal is alive and well. The Kusa the Chiyusa, what is that? It's really the energy, the spiritual Koyach power of every Yitzhel. You can never destroy this and never get completely destroyed. Now, this is mind blowing. You ready? This is something you're going you're to tell everybody. This is a great word. The Torah says, Ra'oira Isis Ani Ami. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, for I have seen the Oni of my nation. I've seen the pain of my nation. I know their pain. Now, what's interesting about this Pasuk? Excellent. Eli, beautiful. Why? I should say Ra'isi. I have seen. What's Ra'oi Ra'isi? Double Lushen. That's what the Medrash is. You were just Mechavan too, a Medrash. Ra'oi Ra'isi. Ra'isi loy nemar. doesn't just say Ra'isi. Elo Ra'oi Ra'isi. Omeloi HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Listen what Hashem tells. Moshe. Moshe. Ata Ro'ya Ria Achas. You just see one vision. Vani Ro'ya Shtei Ri'os. But I see two. Yesh Levarin. In Alpimai Marmar. In HaKadosh Mikubrin. Tzchus Yogan Aleinu. The Helig HaKubrin has said. HaKarua B'Yoyse. Remember these words. The worst thing in the world. Is when a Jew makes peace with his spiritual place the way that it is. And then he doesn't dig anymore to change. Right? This was the Kubrina. 
Kabrina always had these kind of, you'll see every time he brings from the Kabrina or the Lechavitcha, this is like 300 years ago, and they, they understood people really well. The worst thing is making peace with your spiritual place. You could have two people. One guy spiritually is up here. The other guy spiritually is down here. And who is worse? The guy on top. Because he's at peace. A guy could say, I'm from, I'm good on my level, I don't do anything so bad, I've ever said I do are fine, I'm a human being, it's alright, I learn a little bit, I dive in a little bit, I'm good. He says, that is the worst thing in the world. Because then you're never going to grow. We're here to grow. The purpose, we're here to grow. And as, how great do you think you are? There's a lot of growth on top of you, but you're never going to start growing if you make peace. You make peace with it. So he says, the worst thing is to make peace with it. You always have to have inside something pushing you and saying, i got to be better. I could be better. The Hatam, and now the Nesiva Shalom is going to explain the Kabrina statement. The Kabrina said, the worst thing is when a Yid is mashlim, makes peace with his Metzius, with his situation, Kemoshihi. Because then he's not going to dig to change it. The Nesiva Shalom explains, the Hatam, As long as you are not at peace, with your mitzius, with your situation, umaspunoi miyasrei, and your innards are in pain, amatzavai harachni, and inside you're feeling pain on your spiritual level, umargish, and you feel kichayim ka'ela einam chayim, that a life like this, this is not what life is all about. When you feel like that, the nafshoi toivatoi, your soul will demand la'amoyl, to work, and to reach, and then, then you're not lost, because that burning desire, that burning demand of your soul, and then on top of that, and that you don't tell your burning desire, oh, be quiet, I'm fine. No, I'm not going to make peace with my situation. I can grow. I can get better. That is the greatest spark of life in you. What makes a person grow? How does it go? Change happens when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's what he's saying. You don't change because I don't like my situation. You change when you really are sick and tired of being sick and tired. As long as you're at peace with yourself, you're not going to grow. But if you stop being at peace with yourself, you say, you know what? I deserve a better life. I can be better. I've got to be better. Your soul is anyway demanding that you grow. So your soul is demanding it, and you've got to stop pushing it away and saying, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, I'm not fine. I've got to be better. Then, you're going to reach higher. You'll see. Somehow you'll get there. Because that burning inside of you, and the fact that you're not going to make peace with your low situation, that's the greatest kusta de chiyusa that's going to push you. Even a tzaddik, what makes a tzaddik go to the next level? Because whatever high level he's on, he says, this is not it. There's more. You only live once. I could reach higher. I could reach, I imagine if every level is another million dollars. Right? People who make a million dollars a year, they push themselves higher. I can make ten million dollars a year. If they don't have that drive and they say, I'm fine, then they're not going to grow. Over here, we're here to grow. We're here to work. What makes you work is by saying, I could do better. I want to be better. I could be better. I deserve to be better. This is not what life is all about. I have to grow. And then you'll end up growing. A guy falls into a deep, deep pit. 
As long as they go, you look down and you say, hey, don't worry, we're going to come get you. And he's screaming, get me out of here. As long as you hear him screaming, I was a It's a simon that he's alive and he knows what's going on. He knows he got, he's, in a, he's in a pit. If you don't hear him screaming, get me out of here, I don't belong here. And he's just quiet, he's happy where he is. That means the fool was so bad, the guy had a concussion. He's knocked out. I want to add to what he says. What's even worse than that? What's even worse than that is when you go to, hey, we're coming to get you. And he says, what do you, get me? You're crazy. You're coming to get me? I'm fine. That's even worse. And that's what we see today. You go to somebody and he's doing a various or whatever. You tell him, come, let's go to a shir. You're crazy. I'm fine. That's a, that's a sign that his nefila is so bad that he's not just unconscious, but he's completely twisted and whacked out. Is it really true? No. I have a great proof. I'm sure you're going to like this one. 17-year-old kid is a drug addict living in Flatbush and really tries to be a rough and tough kid. He talks like this and he's dressed like he's like a tough gangster kind of guy. And the guy sent him over to Home Sweet Home. He told me I should speak to him. He happens to be a very nice boy under, underneath all the layers. So I'm talking to him about Home Sweet Home and this and that. And he tells me, he goes, Yo, Rabbi, you're crazy. I got the life. I could do whatever I want. I could eat whatever I want. I could sleep with whoever I want. I mean, you guys are crazy. You have all the structure and you have all these rules. He, he, that's the way he told me. You're trying to save me. You wanted to, he was trying to save me. He was going <laughs> to take me to, Come, let me show you the good life. And he's telling me, 17-year-old guy, he's got all the answers. He's got the life. Crazy yeshiva guys and rules and people working. Who needs it? I'm freeloading. I sleep wherever. I'm fine. I eat. I'm not dying. I'm having the best life in the world. This was his whole schmooze with me. So I saw he's not exactly ready for help. He's not quite there yet, you know. And I started schmoozing. I had a few more minutes, whatever. Started schmoozing about it. Tell me about your family, your brothers, your sisters. Tommy telling me about a brother and a sister and Shiva and this and that. And he tells me, he says, you know, I have a brother, he's 12 years old. I'm really worried about him. I said, why? He said, because he's just like me. I said, what are you worried about? He's going to have such a great life. He's going to be just like you. He's going to be so happy. He's going to be able to do whatever you want, sleep with whoever you want, eat whatever you want. You know what that's called? That's called checkmate. You didn't have anything to answer. And the truth is that even the people, even the people who are saying, I'm great, I'm fine. I'm fine, right? The truth is they know they're not fine because nobody would want their brother to be like them. They know that they're just so full of pain that they don't know what else to do. And when we're full of pain so many times, instead of doing the thing that's going to take us out of pain, we, we do the exact opposite. Human nature. If you, if, you, if you lose money, instead of running to work double, Take off work, so I lose more money. You get angry at something, uh, I'm struggling, I should run to the base measures. Instead, I run away from God. Right? When, you're, when you're having a struggle, you need God more. What do we do? How many times does a person end up in a situation and he's really confused and he's upset and he's nervous and he's angry? Let me go say an hour of Tehillim. Let me go learn a Tysus that I once did that, I felt so good. No, we don't do that. We do the exact opposite. 
Because we're like that people. They fell so far that not only we're not screaming, get us out of here, but when someone tries to rescue us and say, listen, I see you're having a tough time. Let's go to the Bismedrish. Let's go to Hashem. No, 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 no. No way. Get me out of here. That's the same in Ruchnius. When you recognize God, the more you recognize God, listen to this unbelievable statement, if you recognize God on a, on a little bit higher level, you feel pain. Because your life doesn't make sense anymore. Because you're living life on, on a, let's say this level, eight. Okay? Your life makes sense as an eight. If you have an experience and you recognize God on a ten, then nothing makes sense anymore. Because if, if, if I have a clearer vision and connection to God, so why am I not davening with minion? So now I'm upset. I, I have a part of me that's saying, come on, be better. D- daven more, or learn more, or do something more, or stop doing that Avera. You know, my life doesn't make sense anymore. So, I mean, I never thought of this until he says it. The more that you recognize God, until you, you raise your life, you feel actually pain. Because your soul is demanding, now that you have this new rec- recognition and realization, do something about it. Don't be at peace. You can't recognize God on a higher level, have an epiphany and clarity, be by the coastal, and then leave and act exactly the same as before. You can't. Something, something saw something clearer. So you, you've got to act differently. So now you're off balance, and that causes you pain. But, that's that, that spark that's going to push you. Don't shut it off. Don't shut it down. If you're in Israel and you go to the Kaisal and afterwards you go back and the guy says, let's go to a movie, maybe you would have gone to a movie the day before. But if now you're feeling, I don't think I should now, what do we do? We shut it off. We shut it down. Eh, I'm the same guy as I was yesterday. No, I'm not. Don't make peace. Say no. I feel something in me that wants to grow higher. You hear the, the, what he's saying psychologically? It's hafla. It's When you get exposure to a higher level of rookness, you feel bad if you think about it. So, so you try to drown now right away. You know, pump up the volume. But if you think about it, you're going to feel bad because now this doesn't make sense. How can I still do that? Right? Everything's off. I was really comfortable. Right? A lot of Bali Chuba, they have that. They say, like, uh, yes, a lot of Bali Chuba. Like, when was the first time you, you, re- you realized God? They're going to say, something happened at a certain thing, and I, I saw that there must be a God, but I, I pushed it down. Because I couldn't deal with it. I, I, I'm not going to start changing everything, you know? And then it had to happen to a certain point where you couldn't push it down anymore. To change over your whole life is really hard. So the Balchuba doesn't do it, you know, he gets a spark and says, okay, I'm going to throw away my whole life and behave. No, it pushes it away. He tries to forget about it. Something happens again and again. And finally, he can't, he can't, uh, are they okay? He can't ignore it anymore. Okay, now look at the Pshat. Said, I, I hear you, God. You want to rescue them, right? But I'm going to go back. They're not going to listen to me. Why? Because they already are completely gone. I'm going to tell them, guys, let's get out of here. But they're going to be like that person who fell into the bar and is going to be like, no, I like Mitzrayim. I'm good. How many people, you go into a club, right? And you go over to some guy there and you say, come, let's go, I'm, getting you, I'm taking you out of here and you're going to become from and you're going to straighten out your life. He's not going to listen to you. 
So that's what it was like. Moshe Rabbeinu saw we were bowing down to idols. Hashem says, take him out of Mitzrayim. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, God, they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to want to leave. They're already ingrained. They gave up on themselves already. That's it. That's who we are. We're drug addicts. That's it. I'm, a, I'm an addict. I'm not from. I'm from, but I'm not Shomer Nagia. I'm not Shomer. That's it. I'm cool with it. And he, Moshe Rabbeinu thought that they're not, they're not dying to get out. So yeah, I'm a from guy, and I do this, and I dive, and I put on tefillin, but I do that and that. Listen to this message. Like Eli said, double Lushen. You, Moshe Ben, you're looking at them bowing down to idols, partying, going to clubs. You see the guy with the twisted hat on the side, and he's going yo yo, and he has necklaces, and he's this, right? But Vani, Hashem says, but me, Ani Roya Heinas Achitzonius, the Heinas Apnimius Shevapnimius. I don't just see the outside; I see inside, inside, deep down. Kiyotati es Machayvov. I know their pain. Yedeani, what pain? Yedeani es Kodel Hakeiv. Hamachalchem Apnimius Nafsham. I know their inner pain. Asher Sarek Libam Al Hashem Al Shavatovam. Inside, they're really crying. They're not like that guy that fell down. That he says, hey, yo, we're going to rescue you, and he says nothing, or he says, I'm fine. It's not true. They look like it. They look like it. They look like, no, I'm too cool. I'm good. I'm happy. But inside, that's a brachin. Inside, I spoke to a kid who for five years was off the derech. And you, you probably all know him, or most of you. Anyway, he's the happiest guy in the world. His whole thing was, he was a happy drug addict. I mean, he was drugs, life is great, he kept the job a little bit, he this and that, and he always played happy, 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 happy. Five years. Finally, one night in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, he finally admitted to me. I'm the only person he ever admitted. He said, my heart is shattered in a million pieces. It took me five years to get him to, he didn't admit it to himself. But the truth, was he happy? No. The truth is his heart was shattered in a million pieces. I told him, I said, you know, the, the way I got him to open up, I said, can you imagine if you see me walking down the street and you see a knife handle sticking out of my chest? And I'm like walking like halfway. And you'll come over to me and say, hey, Avi, what happened? Let me get you to the hospital. I say, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Just give me some pills. Give me some Vicodin so I don't have to feel the pain. But I'm fine. And I, and I refuse to go. And I'm walking and I'm, more pills, more pills. But I'm fine. I told this guy, I said, I see a knife handle sticking out of your chest for five years. You're telling me you're fine and you're filling yourself up with drugs and alcohol and everything. But I see the knife handle. And he admitted to me. He said, yeah, my heart is shattered into a million pieces. Five years. So too, it's what he's saying, that Hashem says, Moshe, you see, you only see the outside. You see all the various, you see that the guy doesn't daven, and he goes to clubs, and he's watching the internet. But I see the you see, I see the outside, but I also see the inside. Deep down, every single yid wants to be good. I should suck, leave him, they're screaming, somebody help me. Somebody let me live the life that I want to live. 
And even though in the external they may seem like they're in the Memta Shari and they look as if as if they gave up. Deep, deep, deep down. Full of pain. Emotional pain. Emotional Yisurim. And they're wailing, they're crying, they're screaming for their Ptus Nafsham, the salvation of their souls. Zakhtin Sivisholam. Hakaav Hafnimi, the inner pain, Al Shvam Matsavi on your low situation, spiritual situation, the Hagaguin, and the yearning, Loshu Vilalo is to return and to raise yourself up. Ze Gufa, he Hakusta de Chiusa, Hanish Eres, Eitzel Ishi Hudi Tamid. That's the Kusta de Chiusa for each of us in today's generation. That is the spark of life that remains no matter what. And on that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Eidos. I know you're in pain. I know this is not the life that you want. You want to grow. You want to get higher and higher. Listen to your internal, internal push from the inside. And you'll see that you're not happy. And everybody has an internal push to grow. And that's what Hashem sees. With this, he says the most gorgeous word. From the depths, what's from a bad situation? When I'm really messed up. When I'm messed up, I call out to God. He says, no, 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 no. Not down this way. Down this way, inside of you. From deep inside of me. Deep inside of my depths. Even if you find the Jew that on the outside, he's not calling out to God. He stubs his toe and he doesn't say, Oh, Hashem, Hashem, or whatever, Hashem, I need you. Instead, he's not keeping Shabbos, he's not keeping kosher, but you should know one thing. Deep down, deep, deep down, in his soul, he's calling out to God. He's in pain. Like we explained last time, that we lost the beginning of Dibur. So what did we have? If you can't formulate a sentence to get yourself out of the situation, what did they have? They had one thing. They had moaning and groaning. And the Zoya says that, and the Svarim say that all of these Lashonis, even by Yizaku, all of these Lashonis are, they just, they couldn't even talk. If I drop a chair on your foot, you're going to scream. If I drop a box on your foot, you're going to scream. If a tractor trailer backs up on your foot, right? Not a peep. Correct? Not a peep. What? No. You won't be able to. You'll be in so much pain. You will not be able to utter a sound. When you're in so much pain, nothing comes out. The groan came out from the depths of their heart. Inside we said, Oi! Oi! You ever say, Oi? You ever say, Oi? Oi! This is terrible. What did I just do? That is the the kust of the chiyusa, the kernel of life, the spark of life. 
that that is the shoyish, the root of Geula, that you have something inside of you that will never get destroyed, and you'll never lose that. Just like it was for the whole Klal Yisrael, that we got rescued because of this Kus of the Chiyusa, so too in your own personal redemption. If a Jew has a soul that is burning, that is demanding, demands from the soul, the Yisurei Matzpah, in an inner pain, the Einoi Mashlum Bishum Oifinim Amtsiyus, and he does not push it away. He is not Mashlum Bishum Oifin with his reality. And you go ahead and you search and you look for any Eitza, Eichle Aschadish Mitzmicha Mukhudeshes, Zoisi Akosim Yusa, Bishoyish Agula, Hamoitzi Oisa, Afilu Me Amatsavam Akoshim Biyoise, Umevioi, Mitzmicha Kadosha. That is the way to get out of your personal gullus by realizing that deep down you're in pain and you want to become better and then you'll reach it.